I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi everybody, welcome to Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright. It's so good that you've been able to join us today for what's going to be an extremely empowering show. So whatever you're doing right now, if you can, I encourage you to just take these next sort of 25 minutes or so for you time and just sit quietly and really listen with your heart. Because my guest, my dear friend, who is joining me for today's conversation is honestly and truly one of the most loving, love-filled women that I've ever had the privilege of calling my friend and also doing life with. She's also extremely experienced in the world of inner healing, having had many, many years of experience of healing precious hearts all over the world from all sorts of trauma and pain. So it's my absolute joy and honor to welcome into the conversation with me today, my beloved friend, Susan Wright. Susan, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Liz. Oh, it's such an honor to be on your show, but more of an honor to do life with you. You're oh. such a gift. Many times I've, I've known Jesus's love through you in ways that have been transforming for me. And you know, I will never, ever, for all of eternity, I'll be grateful for you to the core of my heart. And you are, it's, it's such, I, I pinch myself all the time that I get to call you friend and that we do like <laughs> you are enjoying me and oh. a from his heart to me. So thank oh you. Oh my goodness. Thank, thank you, you Susan. <laughs> One of the greatest gifts that I see Susan giving to me and to all of us who know her as friend and really to everybody that you work with is this incredible joy. And so when Susan's with you, you know that you are the source of her joy in that moment. And there's just absolute love and honor for who you are and value of who you are flowing out of her. And it's really healing. It's amazing. And I, I just say, I say that to people all the time because it's true. Literally, you believe in people so much, Susan. You call people into the highest uh, version of themselves. You know, they can be the best version of themselves. And I know that's your passion. So, I mean, I want to talk, I want to talk a little bit about that because I know that's revelation that you've got from the heart of God. I mean, it's who you are. You're wired by him to be loved and to express his heart in this way. But I know that as your journeys continued, you've understand more, understood more and more about how powerful that is to people in terms of their own healing journey and becoming healed and whole and the best version of themselves. So I'd love you to speak into that a little bit in a moment, but I wanna first start by diving in and asking you this question. When you're working with people, because I know obviously you've got a tremendous amount of experience and work with hundreds and hundreds of people, um, when you are taking three people through a healing process, is there something that you have found is the most important component that can really empower the family listening and watching. Is there something that you found is the most important component? Yes, for sure. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So when I'm sitting with a person, first of all, I, I come with the posture of, of like, this is, this is like 
I mean, I'm sitting with a treasure. I'm sitting, it's, it's very humbling. And, and I realize that I've got a human heart that I'm talking to and that I'm giving a platform to speak from. And so what I'm doing is I'm constantly listening for the breadcrumbs that they are throwing out that they're not, they're too afraid to actually even bring into life, much less talk about. So I'm trying to listen to the movements of the heart. And what I'm looking for in the, in the movements of the heart are, are um, pretty much basically two things, love and fear, but it boils down to the first, the greatest two commandments, loving the Lord with all your heart, loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm. Okay. We live in a world and in our Western culture looking for at outward appearances, looking at works, looking at, you know, holiness through the eyes of what you do or don't do or what you have done. Or, it's, it's, we, we miss out on looking at people's hearts so much that we've created a system in the religious world a, a lot of times and in our cultural world where there's not safety to be authentic and to deal with the issues of our heart. So 100% what I do is I look and I, I say, this, does, how does this person feel about themselves? How does this person feel about the Lord? And how does this person feel about others? So for me, it boils down to relationship. And if you look at the scriptures, what is it all about? It's all about relationship with right. the one, with him. Okay. And our, our developmental years, our society, the people that we're birthed into, born into, and have done life with are meant to be a reflection of his heart, of his love, of his journey, a journey into intimacy with him. But when we miss out on that and our heart becomes damaged in the process, it becomes wounded. It becomes, it don't, we don't get the, the nurture that we need or the, uh, relationships that we need, the safety that we need, then we begin to do what Adam and Eve did, and we begin to clothe ourselves with fig leaves. Yeah. And we live from a shame perspective, and then that 100% affects how we interact with Jesus. You and I are, are we, we love the way that um, the Lord is allowing us to, to hold these tender, bleeding hearts but it's like, Lord, we want the answer. We want to be able to be your love, your compassion, your mother heart to these people that have not found a safe place to actually be, begin to be their authentic self. It's like we're, and that's what you're all about, Liz. You're all about um, the identity because that's what's happened to you. When you had that encounter with Jesus the very first time, you know my theory on this, and that is, you know, because I look at it through a grid of what happened internally to you that allowed you to even receive all that he was giving. Do you believe that? Well, I know you believe this because I see you living it all the time. So yeah. for everybody out there, if we can create through our relationship safety, you believe that's the foundation to being able to then begin to, to heal, really, to be able to help facilitate people receiving love both from God and one another from each other so opening the heart again so becoming a culture of safety in our relationships and our families yes that's a, that that that's huge the safety element actually creates um the ability for people to begin to do the journey within 
you know, we every the scriptures mm-hmm. that I was that were being highlighted to me today, I looked at them and most everyone had the word word within contained in the scripture. The kingdom of God is within. As a man thinks within his heart, as a you know, it's like the the everything went back to within, within. The, you know, the kingdom of God is within you. It's within you. And the within portion of, of our life is usually not safe for most people if they have experienced hard knocks. And so as we've learned, you know, when we're not safe inside, then what do we do? We throw structures up. And, and then that inhibits even the Lord from being able to connect with, this, with us on this intimate yeah. level. So safety is paramount. Yeah, And the journey within is so scary for people that we can't even connect with the Lord on an intimate level and receive as, as, and and you know, that's the whole relationship with him is to be able to receive his love first and to be able to drink of him, to be able to commune with him, to be able to lean on his breast, to be able to even understand that the Lord is good. And Liz, the way that this is, is so tricky is because we have internal messages that we don't know how to bring resolution to. And we get, we, we, we wrap scriptures around it and it works to a degree, but it doesn't hit that subconscious, that those primal messages that are all about identity that comes through safety. It comes through relationship. And as you know, I always talk about the joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Okay. The joy the Lord is our strength. That's a powerful statement. It's not a levity. It's not a happy, clappy kind of joy. It's a, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy is the kingdom of God. Joy is actually um, such a, a, a mystery to most of us but it's the foundational, it's one of the foundational pillars that, that allows us to even fellowship with him. And as you know, I study brain science because I'm always trying to help people and myself as well, because I've been on journey. I'm a miracle, as you know. <laughs> yeah. And so what I talk, it's what I've lived. And um, I, I learned that, um, of course, the joy of the Lord is my strength. But when I learned it from a neurological uh, level, it brought another understanding to the scripture that's already true, of course. But I learned neurologically that this is based on um, brain imaging, which is just fabulous. And this is what the secular neurological community, the the neuroscientists have come up with. And this is how they frame it. They say that you can handle as much trauma as you have joy capacity. Wow. Wow. You can handle as much trauma as you have joy capacity. So then you go, well, where does the joy capacity come from? Well, neurologically, what they discovered is the joy capacity is in our front of our brain. And, and the way that we get joy, the way that science has defined it is that I authentically I'm either glad to be with you or you authentically are glad to be with me. And our right brain knows if it's real or not like that. And so you, th- you take that and you go, wow, that's all about community. 
that's all about the first two commandments, the greatest two commandments. Yeah. Loving Lord with all your heart, loving your neighbor as yourself. It's being glad to be with another person. So let's take it even deeper. When we talk about the presence of the Lord, we know in Hebrew, in Hebrew what presence really means is face, right. is face. Mm-hmm. And so when we are with him, what are we doing? We're being authentically glad to be with him. He's being authentically glad to be with us. It builds in within us a strength, a capacity to even be able to do life. So when I, when, the joy of the Lord is our strength, and it comes from relationship. And yeah. so the, the number one relationship that I work on with people is 100% to get them in relationship with the Lord. But the biggest areas that are it, that are people struggle with is they don't love themselves and they don't know how to have a relationship with themselves because of the subconscious messages that come up and they, we don't know how to deal with them and we run from them and we hide under shame, under the fig leaves. And we're like, you know, running from the Lord hiding because I am bad. Shame tells me I didn't do something bad. I am bad. And so we come from that posture of, Lord, you're, you don't, you, I, I want you. I don't want you. I, come here, go away. Come here, go away. What are you going to do with me? Because, and then the culture comes along and the structures that we're going after it, that have indoctrinated people into having a God that does not want to connect with them. We're going for that because we know, you know, you live it. The love of the Lord is the answer. The connection with him is all about it. Intimacy and, and, and being able to commune with him and receive from him is the way that he's designed us to do life. And then that will be able to give us the power to do life with each other. Oh my goodness. Isn't she magnificent? (laughs) When we travel, she's just this like walking encyclopedia of knowledge, because obviously, like you say, you're a walking miracle. The Lord's brought you through a tremendous healing journey. And so as a result of that, you have huge compassion and empathy for people who are suffering. And you you do become a completely safe place for people because you're not judgmental because of what you've come through. And also your, your, knowledge is backed by such um authority because mm. you you live it you you live it and that, that's go, go every sort of linking everything you were just saying back to what i touched on in the beginning which is you know this but one of the things that just struck me about you was when you're with people when we're traveling so we do lots of god adventures together and <laughs> susan's with me a lot when we're traveling and i'm ministering and so we have a lot of holy spirit fun together but one of the things i see Susan doing is person by person everywhere we go you are you are absolutely in that moment focused on them you know particularly very intentionally when you're doing in a healing work but you're focused on them knowing their value you know like you said you know that these people are treasures they are god's inheritance they are god's treasure you know we are each yeah i think it's life transforming isn't it when the lord drops that visibility and capacity into our spirit where we actually truly can love with a little bit more of his heart the one in front of us irrespective of their story irrespective of how they're behaving you know yeah we have to have boundaries that are that that provide safety for the person and for ourselves but we don't ever withdraw our love on the inside we know and you do that beautifully susan and in such a life-transforming way because like i said before people know that in that moment they are literally truly the source of your joy 
and it's mm. your heart partnering with Jesus heart and slowly slowly they are beginning to see that actually the love that you love them with is wholly yours and mm. also holy Jesus as one and mm. so they're beginning to learn and experience the that we actually are the source of Jesus's joy we were the joy, as scripture says, that was set before him as he enjoyed the agony of the cross. He was looking through time and each seeing each one of us. And the moment where our hearts would come awake and we would actually look at him, like you said, face to face, eye to eye, and we would be restored, which is what you were saying. You know, when I had the physical visitation from Jesus, I saw the love and experienced the love that was coming out of his eyes. And I was reintegrated and transformed and healed through his love same jesus for everybody else exactly. so i just i love it and i honor that in you and it really is a gift to the body of christ and it's something we can all do right we can all be we might not be the therapist for everybody in our life because we're not trained we're not all trained but we can all love and we're called to like you say first and second commandment Mm -hmm. Love the Lord, our God, with all our heart, soul, mind and strength and love our neighbours, ourselves, love the one in front of us, really is from an overflow of the heart of Jesus. Oh, it's, I, I love it. It's so powerful what you share. So will you explain to us a little bit more, Susan, what is going on with us um, internally, neurologically, biochemically what is happening when we actually encounter jesus because it's supposed to be an experiential gospel right it's a transformational gospel i believe that this is one of the key elements that we need to come we need back in our culture it's like cultures that have community have this but because we have gotten into such a head knowledge um we've we're missing and fast pace we've missed out of this one huge truth that um, again, I can ex explain it neurologically in a way that will emphasize, and you know, obviously, it's it's going to be totally scriptural, but it's a different way of saying scripture, and that is that our left brain um, is our left brain sees. Um, it, it's, it sees the little picture and it, 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 it sees like words and it's linear and it's um, very analytical at times. Well, our right brain experience is experiential and it sees the broad picture. Okay, well, we need both of our brains up, up being uh, activated at the same time in order to even be present. Okay, so when we have a gospel a message that is totally right brain, then what we're doing is we are, um, we're living a life that is actually just part of our heart is being a, a, a you know, experience in this. And I like to say that it's like a plumb line. We believe this scripture, like my God shall supply all of my needs. We, we lose our job and based on our experience, we will believe that scripture according to that our experience. So if, if God has provided for you, then you'll believe he is a provider. If he hasn't, if you had grew up in poverty, you have an experiential belief system that that scripture is not accurate. Which one do you think trumps? Experiential every time. Okay. Yeah. So let's take that even bigger. So encounters. All right. I know God loves me. 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 How do you feel about that? Well, actually, our feeling about God is put inside of us from based on what happened to us experientially as a child. And then we get more experiences in it. So what the point is, is that 
my God loves me. God loves me. Experientially, we're supposed to have that as well. And it, it comes from an encounter with him. It comes from an, an encounter with other people as well. And But what we as a culture have done is we have uh, not allowed these encounters to even come near us. We have eliminated them. And so that creates a double-mindedness, even with the Lord. And then that creates pain within us. And then we actually feel like, you know, unstable in all of our ways with the, with the Lord. So an encounter breaks that wide open and it causes us to actually change the way we think. And it, it because experientially it, it is the way that we actually, um, that's what we, where we really believe. And so that's why we, when we talk about being transfigured, transformed by the renewing of the mind, we're talking about right brain experiences that need to be transformed and transfigured. And the only way that can happen is through encounter. Yeah. It's the way that Jesus created us to live, isn't it? And then, of course, that releases a biochemical cascade throughout our body that just releases. Oh, it changes us. It brings healing to the body. It, 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 it integrates us. It causes us to be able to be safe in our own skin. It causes us to begin to receive. It causes those fig leaves of shame to, become, to come off of us. It causes us to be transfigured yeah. and begin to shine. It's experience yeah. that will change us. It's just amazing what you how you share, Susan. I mean, it just shows, doesn't it, that a, like the scriptures say, apart from him, we can do nothing. You know, we're not created to live independently of God. He is the source of our life. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is our father. He is the one that is, he is the beginning and the end of life. Yes. You know, he's the, he want, he's, he's yearning. I can feel it at the moment in his heart. He's yearning for us to come back to his feet, to dare to believe again, to just sit with him and allow him to just pour his love into us. So like you say, that it becomes an, ex, it's a, as we're in the word of God, the word becomes a doorway through which we encounter him yes so, so if i could just say one more thing absolutely. there's like a charge yeah. inside of me i've been crying all morning for the people that we're going to be speaking to today because even oh. as we were praying um about our time together uh you um you saw a picture of a mirror that was that was shattered i did and so it was like and then our friend kim saw uh, you know, heard Cinderella. And what I really want to focus in on for just a second is these people that feel that when they look into the mirror of the word, when they look into his face, when they look into their own within, that they see a, a shattered image. They yeah. see like there's no hope. All they they're, they're constantly in fear, in pain, in agony, in shame. If I'd only do this, if I could only do that, if, 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 then, then Jesus will, then I can connect, then I can encounter, then, then, then. And so there's this if then statement that so many people live in because of the messages that are coming from pain inside of them and the brokenness. The people that are listening that feel when they see that shattered image, I want to speak to their hearts and I want to speak to them, Liz, because this is our this is our passion to oh, see these completely people Susan, 
Absolutely. Susan, go for it. We, I just encourage you, family, right now, any of you that really need this in your heart, really need this touch and healing to be able to go into the fullness of experience with Jesus. He's here right now. Just speak to them, Susan. Pray for okay. them as we finish the program. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. He's the door. He's the way. And he is knocking and he is saying, please let me in. Please let me come in. And because of the fig leaves, because of the things that happened to you and that you did or that you perceive that you are, the door is locked, is bolted and shut. And it, and, and he is saying, please, I am the answer. I am the way I am. I died so that I could come in and kiss you and, and, and I could come in and lift those wounds off and off of you. And the way to let that happen is to, when we feel that come forward, is not to put fig leaves on it and not to run from it and not to let that shame dictate to us any longer, but to actually look at it and say, that all that is is shame. It doesn't define who I am. I'm going to move toward this and I'm going to start embracing that part of my heart that I have despised. And I'm going to love that part of my heart as I would love the Lord, as I would love the neighbor. I'm going to look to that part of my heart that has been battered, abused, rejected, neglected, that I feel that I hate, that I feel Jesus hates. And I'm going to come from a new transformed new thought process of I am going to love that part back to life because our spirit is a mother, is a parent, is is connected with the heart of God, with the parent heart of God, the, the healing heart of God, the resurrection part of God who wants to come in and integrate, connect, join, love that part of our heart. And we have recoiled from shame and we've recoiled from pain and we've thought that, that, that it was way too big, even bigger than Jesus at times. And so as we move toward it, it actually, it act, and, and, and speak love and speak acceptance, to speak the good news. The gospel is the good news. And our hearts need to hear the good news, not a religious system, not a, a world of condemnation, not a world of shame. We, our heart needs the good news, Liz. And as you personify so well, the good news is him. The good news is that he died so that we could be loved, so that we could be connected with him, so that he is glorified and that we reflect his image in that mirror. And as we do that, those shattered pieces will begin to come together and we'll begin to see ourselves rightly. And we'll begin to see, as we see ourselves rightly, it will begin to fade and fade and fade until all we see is Jesus. That we agree, Susan and I agree today, that your heart will know that you will today, you will come alive in every part of your heart, particularly the area, like Susan said, that has been hiding, trapped in shame, that it will come alive today. That every part of your heart will come into the experience of an immersion of Jesus' love for you, how much he loves you. He doesn't judge you. He doesn't even see the sin. He took care of it 2,000 years ago. All he does, he wants to just take you in his arms again and love you back to life he truly does that's what he's done for me that's what he's done for Susan that's what he's done for so many of us but every part of you shining shining so Susan thank you for giving us your precious time today darling it's so lovely to be with you and I just honor and love you and just oh, the rich treasures that are in you the body needs your voice right now and all your love and so thank you for being with us on the show today. Thank you all for joining us. And we look forward to being with you again next week. God bless. Have an amazing week. Bye.